The Coach Mac Podcast returns this week, and we have a ton to talk about. Football recruits got to visit the Chippewa Champion Center this past weekend, and camps have started. What a run for CMU baseball over the weekend at the NCAA tournament. Coach Mack updates us on John Keller and his status, and our guest this week is new defensive line coach Ian Scott. A ton to talk about, and we hope you enjoy. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. The return of the Coach Mack podcast. What's going on? Well, I've been excited for this. I tell you, it's been uh, it's been fantastic here the first part of June. You know, some some great things are going on. Obviously, uh, the ability to to get out and get to some camps and do some evaluations uh, and uh, and then have some uh, official visits. Uh, first time we've been able to show off the building and and. Uh, Boy, it's been uh, been well received, and uh, you know that's been great. Uh, and uh, things are going real well. What was the the main reaction? Was it a lot of wows and oh my gosh when the recruits yeah, it, and their it, families it, came in here? You know, part of it's you know we had no idea. You know, it would be uh, you know this the way it's put together, the workflow, uh, the flow for the players, uh, just makes too much sense and uh, uh, the families were were really impressed uh, with all of it did you actually have to clean your office because you finally had some people in the building for well months? you know I, I um, and I'm kind of one of those guys I you know I don't necessarily <laughs> use drawers and cabinets I'm more of a I know where it's at on the desk uh-huh. or on the back part of the desk and uh, you know that's that's uh, that's kind of my uh, filing system, <laughs> so to say. But uh, the good thing is I, I know where it's at, and, and uh, the being able to visit with uh, you know the parents and, and the recruits in my office, man, it's overlooking the stadium and having the big screen on. You know, it's be, it was fantastic. So you have the recruits in here, but then you also had camps. What's what's kind of the coaching perspective uh, with these weekends? Because these are obviously important for your future of this program. No, and, and our ability to get out and be able to evaluate, you know, not only the 22 class, but we've got a pretty good beat on it, but really the 23 and 24 class. And uh, we had a, uh, an excellent camp here on Sunday. Uh, we were able to get off off campus and go to some places, you know, down to Wayne State, uh, you know, had over 600 kids and, and obviously the majority of those kind of Michigan kids. Same with uh, over at Ferris State, um, had a sound mind, sound body camp that, that has, you know, kind of been going on forever. Uh, and they had six, 700 kids there. So our staff being able to get out and more importantly, see those kids in our footprint uh, and and start to get evaluations of, again, those kids that are going to be juniors, those kids that are going to be sophomores. So now we can start to kind of compile that piece and the ones we want to make sure that we're getting up here for games, getting around the program, so we can start to establish those relationships. Imagine for you and the staff, too, uh, your your coworkers essentially the coaches you haven't really been able to no. see coaches or anybody <laughs> in person it was unbelievable must, must have been nice to just say hello yeah. well it, you know i got to tell you that 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 first one not not only uh you know high school coaches and in uh trainers and, and handlers and that kind of thing but 
shoot, to see the other coaches on the mm -hmm. road, you know. I mean that, yeah, we, we, you know, we compete on the field and all that, but uh, you're able to, you know, see friends and people you know in the business. And, um, you know, it was fantastic. And, and I think the, the biggest part, and let's not, you know, lose sight of it, it's fantastic for the kids. Mm -hmm. You know, the kids are out. The kids are able to go, uh, you know, to a camp to be able to develop, to uh, learn a few things and get some exposure uh, for those those kids that, that have an opportunity to maybe get recruited. And for you and the coaches being able to watch highlights of players in person, not yeah. on highlight tapes or computers yeah. or WebEx, meeting them in person, I'm sure that's uh, – I mean, just something you you didn't get to do last year. No, and and you you, you didn't realize how much you missed it. Mm. I mean, uh, you know, part of the business we're in is a people business, and being able to get out and and uh, and visit, um, and more importantly, you know, get out and sell uh, what a great place Central Michigan University is. And this isn't just for recruits. I'm talking about being able to. To, to get out and sell our university to prospective, uh, you know, just college students, which, uh, you know, that's one of our, one of our goals is uh, to help uh, President Davies and get as many uh, students, you know, here on campus, and then hopefully maybe they become Chippewas in time. You can sell the university, you could sell the football program, or you could flip on ESPN and sell that baseball oh, program. Wow. How what about a weekend. That run. What I mean, that was so fantastic. And uh just to see what uh you know, coach has done with those guys in the program in such a short order. I mean, it's fantastic. Uh you know, to to see what they did uh to the University of Michigan and left no doubt. You know, I mean that, that you know, part of coaching, too, you like to go win, but you also like to leave no doubt, and there was no doubt. And uh, that that's huge for, for our university, obviously our baseball program and those kids, but um, that was a lot of fun. And to turn around and, you know, they were begging on them about, you know, hey, this is a Punch and Judy ball squad, and then all of a sudden they're hitting dongs like it's going out <laughs> of style against UConn, right? Uh, you know, I'm like, hey, wait a minute, right? And. And what about that home run uh, uh -huh. celebration? Yeah. I mean, the, the Central Cape throwing on the Did football you helmet. The football you know, helmet? I mean, well, I got to go talk to, you know, our equipment guy and say, hey, wait a minute, do Big we pipe, account for that on? one? You know, but no, I mean, I, it was fantastic. And just to see how much fun those kids have. Yeah. You know, I I, uh, I just love it. And, and uh, like I said, hats off to them. Another unbelievable year. I mean, you. Especially in a year like this, when still able to get 40-plus wins, mm -hmm. um, you know, where they were statistically, you know, in the different areas. Um, how about your three-hole hitter getting on base with four bunts? Yeah. I mean, that just shows you, I mean, it, it takes whatever it takes, right? And, and you talk about executed. I mean, holy mackerel. So – I mean, it's just fun to watch. Uh, it's great to see, again, the national exposure that that not only brings to the baseball program, more importantly, what that brings to this university. So here you had basically a couple three- to four-hour infomercials 
for Central Michigan University. And, you know, that, that pays dividends that sometimes uh, gets lost in, in what, we, what we're able to do. You know, the other great thing to see was all the CMU fans. One, that they could go to the games because yeah. we just haven't had that. And two, I mean, it's Notre Dame, so it's regional, but it's still a four- to five-hour drive to get down there, and there was a ton of Chippewa fans. And they kept going to the crowd, mm -hmm. you know, and here it mm -hmm. was, a bunch of central T-shirts, a bunch of central hats. And I go back to it, uh, part of the value of what we can bring uh, in athletics is – that national exposure on something that the country can see. Yeah, first time the Chippewas, I believe, have won two games in the tournament since 1988, so it had been a while. And then, I mean, So they, where were you in 1988? I was uh, not alive. Oh, no, don't say that. Is that no? That's, uh, that's accurate. You're kidding me. Yeah, just a young whippersnapper over here. Wow. <laughs> okay, sorry about that. That was like uh, year four of coaching quarterbacks and receivers you would have never at, known uh, that you and i would have crossed paths back in 1988 you no know, i tell you i, I would have thought you know at least maybe you were a twinkle in somebody's eye or <laughs> something i don't know not yet okay i got you but uh yeah, yeah two wins uh, jordan bishel two years he's uh -huh. already picked up 100 career victories i mean there's so many things to talk about but uh, that's now three ncaa tournament wins for him and for this program the last two years, pretty special. Well, and, and again, national exposure. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I, I just I, I don't think sometimes you realize, you know, it, it's no different than when we were on the first uh, night game this year and you had darn near a hundred or a million eyeballs on Central Michigan University in this field and the, the Flying Sea and, and and Chippewas in the end zone and you know all of those type of things, um, you know that's invaluable. I, I I'm not sure that you can put that on. You know, uh, put a price tag on it. Certainly great to watch and uh, tip our caps to to Coach Bischel and the CMU baseball team for making the noise they did getting to the regional final. First time a MAC team has done that since 2012. Coach, more serious note, but sure. more positive news. Yeah. I want you to update us on John Keller and what's going on there. Well, you know, it was uh, uh, he's he's back home. Uh, he he's handling his uh, rehab. And I got to tell you what was special the other day in the team meeting, and it was our first team meeting that we were together uh, with all the kids being back here now uh, in June, and uh, we were able to kick the meeting off with uh, a Zoom call with John from his house. And uh, I tell you what, it, it was uh, uplifting. Um, the kids, you know, standing ovation, obviously. Um, but just him giving those words of, of encouragement, uh, kind of letting us know uh, where he's at as far as uh, – you know, taking every day not for granted, uh, taking steps uh, step by step, uh, you know, into the rehab piece. And, uh, man, it was just, it was great to see. And uh, the only problem with it was is the offense was wearing gray T-shirts that day and the <laughs> defense was wearing maroon. He obviously, you know, I got to get on Coach Barbet. He was supposed to be uh, in a great T-shirt that day. Mm -hmm. So, but uh, no, it, it was, uh, it's fantastic. So he's doing well, and we look forward to getting him back. 
for you as a coach, you watch the growth and development of these kids when they come in as freshmen and graduate and obviously excel on the field as well. But for a situation as serious as this, what was it like for you just as a human being to watch the way that uh, John was able to fight through all of this? No, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's hard to put into words. Uh, nothing ever prepares you for anything you know, a lot of different situations. Uh, and yet, you know, you, you just focus on, you know, thoughts and prayers headed in the right direction. And then obviously for your own team who obviously are going through things and, and uh, to have him on the phone and, and be so the kids could see him uh, the other day was, was something that was uh, real special. Had it been great for his teammates, uh, I'm sure for him he's been fighting yeah. like heck, but to, to see all of his teammates and to get, to get the ovation that he got, that had to have been a really special moment for, no, for this it group. Was, it, was, it was something something that's hard to, hard to explain. It's hard to paint the picture because of the emotion and the feelings that were involved. Well, as we continue on the podcast, we, of course, have a guest each week, and uh, we've got a new defensive line coach. Yeah, excited about Ian. Uh, I think the uh, the people who are listening uh, get an opportunity to to uh, hear from Ian, and, and it's got a great background, a great story, and but more importantly, uh, you know, it, it, it's just amazing to me, um, you know, the amount of interest that that uh, you know we get when there is uh, something that opens up um, and. You know, for us, we're so fortunate for our peop for our players, and obviously for the organization to have a, such a high character guy and a and a great coach uh, as as Ian Scott, and look forward to bringing him on. I know, as we we'll bring him on here in a second, but just on the other side of the coin, coach, uh, you I know enjoy watching your coaches that are here that move on and get better yeah. opportunities. That had to be a yeah. gratifying feeling for you as no, well. No, it was. I mean, and and Heinz, he's a great friend. He's a guy that'll, you know, I'll do anything for the rest of his life. He and his family, and and uh, you know, just had a brand new baby, and and yet. Uh, his opportunity to move on and, and be a defensive coordinator, uh, which was a goal of his. Um, I guess part of it, you know, you like, you know, I, I probably early doing this, I used to get kind of angry. Mm. And yet uh, what you realize is when, when they get better opportunities, that's really what it's all about. And for people to come to our program, and search these guys out i think it really speaks volumes uh for what we're doing here at central michigan and uh you know that 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 uh they want to help these guys and pick somebody from your staff and give them a better opportunity and and more money to move on and you know it it uh it it it, it is a little gratifying and I look at it now a little differently that now this gives us an opportunity to bring someone new in as well that that new can ideas. bring fresh ideas and thoughts and and uh you know that's something Ian Ian's going to be able to do but you know uh Heinze was a was a great friend, and, and uh he'll be a guy we'll stay in touch with for the rest of our lives. You know, something to think about. Uh he got the job right after his last 
his last appearance on the Coach Mac. Well, podcast. you know, I, I, I kind of was kind of thinking about that a little mm-hmm. bit. <coughs> Excuse me, a little bit. And, uh, and we might want to remind Ian that, <laughs> you know, there could be something to the notoriety you get by being on this podcast. A lot of publicity. Uh, I mean, you know, and it just, you know, I'm, I'm thinking maybe, you know, one of those 12 listeners, you know, might, might actually be looking. You know, so I don't know. I'm a little nervous about yeah, this. Just think about it hard next yeah. time when we continue to bring guests on because yeah. you never know. That's right. All right. Well, we bring in our guest this week. Coach, why don't you go ahead and what? introduce him? Well, first, Ian, I don't want to – this is Ian Scott. We talked about you in the previous segment a little bit, but I don't want to scare you away right now because I don't know. Have you figured out – we are in double figures with listeners. We is have that to correct? Be. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so – I mean, this is going a long ways and going out there. And, you know, the last time the defensive line coach sat in that chair, he actually got a defensive coordinator's job <laughs> okay. like the next week. So, you know, we're not putting the pressure on you or anything. All but, right. But I, I, it's amazing. I don't know if this is like going crazy, I guess, this podcast, right? It's, uh, it's got to be a top podcast because <laughs> we're making things happen. <laughs> That's All right. right. So, uh, well, welcome, Ian. Thanks, Coach. And, uh, you know, I, I – can't tell you how excited we were uh, to be able to get Ian to come in here and, and uh, be part of the Chippewa family. And and, and Ian and I and, and a couple of the coaches on our staff have some background. Um, he uh, worked with us at the University of Florida and uh, where he graduated. But uh, what I wanted to do, first of all, is get the listeners to kind of find out about your journey and uh, where that kind of was and what, what brought you here and, and, and those type of things. So give us a little background, Ian. Uh, I, my background's a bit long. Yeah. That journey, that journey is quite uh, extensive, as yeah. my kids like to tell me. And uh, so, But I'm from Gainesville, Florida, and I went to the University of Florida, played uh, college football there. Uh, back uh, Started with Steve Spurrier, and Ron Zook came in, and, uh, then I was I had the fortune of being able to be drafted in the fourth round of the NFL draft back in 2003. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just, that just one <laughs> second. We talked about 1998 or 88, 88 just the other day, or just the last segment, 2003, Adam. 2003, I was a young uh, 12-year-old back then. Probably watching the draft and Absolutely. saw this guy. I was okay. watching, I was watching yeah. SEC football. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, so I, I went to Chicago and got a chance to play for the Bears and live in Illinois. Nice frigid temperatures. Uh, so my blood thickened up a little bit, which was nice. Um, and then uh, got to play in a Super Bowl, which was really exciting, except for the fact that we lost. Uh, Let's but, talk uh, about the halftime performance, though, of that <laughs> Super Bowl. Yeah, right. so my, my dad is one of his favorite memories. He got right. to go to a Super Bowl, and he got to see Prince do perform Purple Rain in the rain. In the rain. And, That's awesome. uh, yeah. You know, with the lights, apparently it looked like a purple haze on the field um, because uh, it rained that entire game. So yeah. my dad was real fired up about the halftime performance. And, <laughs> I got you. Um, so he, he enjoyed that uh, piece despite the fact that we lost the game. Sure. Uh, but I uh, uh, spent a couple of years injured a little bit uh, in after Chicago and then finished up my career in San Diego with the Chargers well before they moved to L.A. Sure. And um, then in 2010 went back and – 
uh, finished my degree. And your degree is in what? I got an industrial and systems engineering degree from Florida with a minor in business. So uh -huh. um, I originally tried to get into coaching at that point, um, and that was before you arrived at Florida. Yeah. Uh, but uh, graduating in May, you know, there's not really a whole lot of coaching opportunities available at that point. So I took a job at J.P. Morgan working as a business analyst down in Tampa on the technology and security side of the company and still trying to get into coaching. Um, went to my first coaches convention in 2013 mm -hmm. with no affiliation. Right. <laughs> Just walked around and uh, so you know, no one could talk people. you out of like, you know, you're J.P. Morgan, you're on a fast <laughs> track. All right. <laughs> and you still want to coach. You know, I I I grew up. My dad was my coach. Yeah. You know, when I started playing football in high school, he was the de defensive coordinator and I participated in football as a coach. My dad would uh, quiz me on stuff. He would we play the games on Friday. We'd come home and watch film. And good, bad, and ugly, you mm -hmm. know, and had to grade myself and the rest of my teammates sometimes. And then Saturday morning, he was the film exchanger, you know, for a lot of the listeners that don't know Adam. You know, you used to have to exchange the tapes, right, <laughs> yeah. for the film. It wasn't a digital service, so my dad would drive around the state and get the film. He'd come home, and we'd watch a game. And then, you know, college game day didn't start till about 11.30 at that time. And, you know, it was not as long a show. So we would watch that and then watch college football all night. And my dad would ask me during situations, what would you do here? What would you do there? And then we'd watch another game after college football was over on Saturday night. And then he'd go and have his coaches meeting on Sunday afternoon and come home and we'd sit down and he'd say, hey, this is what I'm thinking. You know, what do you think? So that was four years of high school. That's kind of how – football was related to me and uh -huh. so the preparation piece and that side of football has always felt very comfortable and exciting uh, for me I enjoy being able to do those types of things and look at football from that way and that's why I was able to play for as long as I did you know I'm not the most athletic guy out there on the field and well, um, let's see, seven so. years in the National Football League. <laughs> you got to have a little something to you, all right? <laughs> so. uh, but, uh, you know, the, the preparation piece was big, and so I love, I've always loved football and uh, wanted a chance to do it. And so, yeah, you know, I, but, you know, one of the things that we communicate all the time, especially to the players, is making sure that you have – you take advantage of getting a degree, yeah. you know, and that's the piece that can – you know, change your life a lot of times because not everybody gets to play professional football. And um, that that really did help me throughout my post-football playing career. I went to work for J.P. Morgan, and then I spent four years working for Michelin, the tire company. Um, I was actually, before I joined you, I was getting ready to move to Mexico to start be a senior industrial engineer to start up a new plant that Michelin was building in Mexico at the time. Um, then that story is crazy. And I don't know if you know all the background of this, Coach. Yeah. I was getting ready to travel to France to meet with uh, some of the programmers for the warehouse management system. And I got a call from George Wynn, who yeah. was your operations guy at Florida. And he says, hey, the coaches don't know who you are. They'd love for you to come down. Can you come down tomorrow and meet them? And I was getting on an airplane to go to France. And I said, George, I would love to be there, but I can't 
push my flight back because I'm within 24 hours. I have to book a brand new flight. He said, well, you know, these jobs go fast. And I said, well, maybe it's just meant to be. But do you mind if I send you a message every now and then while I'm gone? Because I was going to be gone for two weeks. And for those who don't know, coaching jobs go really fast in the college football world. And so I actually, the job was not filled during those two weeks. And I flew back into town. My wife picked me up from the airport in Greenville, and we drove straight down to Gainesville where I sat in the office for a few days while the coaches were – because you guys were out recruiting at that yeah, point. that's right. And, you know, our conversation, I don't even know if you could say it yeah. was a minute. Yeah. You were on your way down for a meeting with the team before recruiting. and uh, But I did get a chance to meet with uh, the defensive line coach, Chris Rump at the time, and uh, Randy Shannon, the defensive coordinator, and uh, things moved from there. So, you know – None of you guys knew who I was. Uh, you knew that I was a Gator and an alumni. And uh, you, got, you gave me a shot when there was some other relationships that I had where I hadn't been able to have anything work out. So that was really exciting for me and my family, my wife and I both being from Gainesville and our parents living about five, ten minutes <laughs> away from each other. Uh, it was just – it was really exciting. And, you know, I've been able to – stay in coaching for a little bit um, until this past <laughs> February. Um, things didn't work out. And coaching changes where I was at at uh, Central Florida, and I actually had gone back to work for Michelin in Louisville, Kentucky, which another connection because you, you were yeah. coached there for a little bit. So I was living in Louisville and working back at Michelin at the chemical plant and got a call uh, from you guys, which was – uh, you know, a, a huge blessing for our family, and I can't tell you how excited I am to be here and uh, be a part of what you got going on here. So I've got to talk to George because there's probably a reason that while this guy's in Paris, like actually on work, right, you know he's going <laughs> up and down the elevator of the Eiffel Tower or whatever, you know. He was probably on the well, like on one of them boats, or, you know, whatever. And, uh, but, but, uh, no, George, a great guy. And, and, uh, man, we were so happy that, that you joined us and, and fit right in. You know, I think that was, that was probably the biggest piece. And, and we always kind of knew, uh, you, you kind of keep guys in mind in this business, ones that you've crossed paths with. And Ian was one of the first calls that we had when we went through this and, transition how's it been for you as far as uh transitionally uh you, you know i've been drinking here. from a fire hose a little bit you know <laughs> trying to catch up uh, with everything uh, it's been really nice uh with the players coming back getting to see some of the guys putting faces to names um i'm looking forward to being able to work uh, with those guys uh working with uh you know coach Aki and the staff has been good meeting the offensive staff has been great I'm sure me and Coach Cummings are going to get along real well <laughs> here once we start putting pads on. Uh, but, uh, you know, there there hasn't been – it's it's just been really, really a lot of fun uh, to be to be back here and uh, be a part of what's going on. And, um, man, the players, they, they just – they look so excited and, uh, you know, just primed to, to do some really good things. And I'm excited to be a part of it and be a resource for those guys as much as I can. You know, you mentioned about your wife, but t tell us about your kids. I mean, you've got some kids you're going to be bringing here to Mount Pleasant. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I 
I tell people that I have five roommates that yeah. don't pay any rent <laughs> because my children are older. Uh, I have a 16-year-old daughter, Skylar, who believes she's 40. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she knows more than everybody else, but uh, – most 16-year-olds do. Yeah, yeah I, I, that's yeah. what I've been told. Yeah. <laughs> My dad told me that often when that's I was right. 16. <laughs> so I remember. Um, and then – her sister, my younger daughter, the girls are 15 months apart, so she will be 15 here soon. They will both be going to Mount Pleasant High School, and they're excited about that. Uh, and then I have two boys, Joseph, and uh, he is going to be in the eighth grade, and then my youngest son, Sean, will be in the fifth grade. So uh, they're a lot of fun. Uh, three of them were up here uh, last week, uh, got a chance to look around. Uh, they, uh, they they enjoyed the area and are, are looking forward to being able to be back up here soon yeah it's it's uh it's it's always great and then and of course you know the the good thing too is is my wife karen uh knows his wife uh so i think that probably will help a little in the transition and and she's of course uh heavily involved with all the families and you know the biggest piece is trying to make it as seamless as possible because you're disrupting a whole uh <laughs> a yes. whole family unit. Yeah, we just we just unpacked all the boxes, so now we get to pack them all back up. So That's the, right. The kids are fired <laughs> up about that. <laughs> Better to do that in the off season, though, right? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, for you, your your unique story, where this is, it sounds like the second time where you've come out of what you were doing to come back into football. So, just tell us what keeps bringing you back to the game of football and being a coach. So I've always I've always wanted to coach. You know, my my original dream was to if I had the opportunity to play professional football was to be able to make enough money where I could do what I wanted to, you know, and I could help out at a high school or something like that and you know, just be around the young guys and I always felt like if I got an opportunity to give some of the stuff that I've learned and share that back with some younger players and help them have opportunities that would be what I wanted that was what my dad did and you know he's he's my biggest role model uh in my life and you know I always wanted to be able to do that as well so coaching has always been a part of what I wanted to do it just didn't work out exactly the way I planned um and so now I have a story that I can share with players about the school side right that is real you know that hey, look, I did the things that a lot of people want to do, and I took advantage of that school part. I made sure that I did what I needed to do and took care of that in a way that I was able to take care of my family uh, using that and as I needed to. And um, that's, a, that's a story that I can share with our players. Um, it's a story I can share with my own kids that uh, is a powerful thing for them that they can see and you know but football football is a special place you get to meet very unique people uh, and i think you get to meet people from all different backgrounds it's a diverse environment it's an environment that i want my family to be a part of that they enjoy you know when i go home as an engineer and my kids ask what i did today and i try to describe to them about 
you know, some spreadsheet that I put together that calculates, <laughs> you know, the efficiency of some machine and how many people you need to run it. You know, before I even get the sentence done, their eyes have glazed over and they've <laughs> fallen asleep. You know, and it's very good medicine for my wife if she's having trouble sleeping. I can always share with her a story from work and, you know, then she's, you know, she's out. But football, they get to be a part of it. You know, they get to come to the games. They love it. My son is at an age where he gets to follow the guys and he knows everything about all the players. Uh, and so it's, it's really a lot of fun. And I, I can't think of any other place I'd rather be, you know, at work. I get to – you know, I get to color and draw cards and, you know, watch movies all day. You know, that's, uh, you know, and I get to talk to people. It's a, it's a lot of, uh, it's just a great, it's a great environment, great experience. And, you know, most of the time anyway, when I was doing other work, they all wanted to ask me about football anyway. So <laughs> I ended up talking about <laughs> football with all those people. And, you know, they don't understand. They don't have similar experiences. I get to share those experiences uh, here with the guys in the room and you know it's uh it's just it, it when I wake up it doesn't feel like I'm going to a job you know it just it feels like I'm going to you know just do what I'm supposed to be doing so it's uh there's a lot of reasons but uh those are some of the things that mean the most to me about it I don't know if you caught that in there, but when he talked about the relationships and the unique people mm. and he looked at me. I don't he think stared that, at you. Yeah, exactly. So obviously, <laughs> I'd like to expand on what is unique, yeah. mean, or maybe we shouldn't expand exactly. on that. <laughs> well, uh, either way, uh, Ian Scott, new defensive line coach. Uh, we certainly can't wait to see the Chippewas retake the field, and, and looking forward to having you in Mount Pleasant and seeing what you can do with that side of the ball. Yeah, I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to being here and seeing the fans back in the stadium. I'm excited to see what. Uh, you know, the Chippewas, you know, the fans are all about uh, when we're out here and we're playing and doing some good things out here. Well, another new guest to the podcast, and uh, what a fascinating story Ian Scott is, Coach, someone that has kind of weaved in and out of football, and uh, great to hear you and the staff have brought him back and, uh, of course, brought him up here to Mount Pleasant. No, and, and uh, you know, I think people got a little bit of a look, but, uh, you know, his passion for the game is real. And uh, and that's so important, especially especially when you're trying to uh, motivate young men, you know. And um, and he's a great role model from that standpoint. You know, here's a guy that obviously was an engineer um, with a great career path, and uh, yet, you know, I guess it really tells you something about following your passion is is something that he's been able to do, and and. Uh, well, it's a great guy, and I enjoy the heck out of him and, and really, really excited to have him part of the team. Yeah, certainly is, is going to be fun to watch him develop and uh, take over and coach here in, in, at Central Michigan University. And for you guys, uh, what's, what's going on now? I mean, I know we've got recruiting and camps, but uh, kind of take us through the month of June and, and what's on the agenda as we get closer and closer to the season. Well, it's actually been great. I mean, uh we're busy as heck right now mm -hmm. it, and that's the way it should be and that's what we're kind of used to but now actually being able to physically do it and and not just do it over uh you know a computer and sitting you know in front of a you know monitor is uh it, this is a blast i mean you talk about being re-energized and yet we've got tons of things going on 
the office is buzzing and busy, and uh, it, it's just great. And this month of June is really, really important, obviously, for recruiting, uh, but for us, really, the evaluation piece that where we get a chance to see how a kid interacts with others, see how a kid competes, uh, be able to see their movement skills and, and the different things at their position, and and really start to build that board for our 23 and 24 recruits, you know, uh, meaning the kids that are going into their junior year and the kids that are going into their sophomore year. And uh, so we're able to, uh, you know, because I, I really, it's something that, that we lost. I think the success of our second recruiting class uh was really about those relationships with those guys that, that we were able to get evaluated, get them up on campus, uh, do the things that you're supposed to do to get to know them. And, uh, you know, I think that was a big part of, of that class, which is going to be a really successful class uh, uh, here at Central Michigan. And, and these guys are going to be carrying it. But we were able to get on them as sophomores. And that right there is huge and then uh, right now today 87 days out from that opener at missouri on september 4th uh are the guys working with joel yet yeah or take no, us through what they're, they're up to yeah they're all uh all in um they're here uh we'll get then the the next wave uh here at the end of next week when uh those new freshmen uh, that are in, you know, this class will be in here, and and we're excited to get them all together here at the end of next week, and and uh, then we'll have our complete roster. And finally, now, now we're actually, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 crazy. I mean, like I said, I think it's 50, might be up to 56 guys now that technically are brand new this mm -hmm. fall, and uh, so for us that excitement, and then to see the older guys taking the ownership with the younger guys. And uh, that's what builds a program, and that's what builds consistency. I mean, that is wild to me for this sport. You're, you're less than three months from game one, and you haven't even got to see and get all of your entire roster together yet. That's crazy. Well, that's what I get for, you know, gray shirt in that old class. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to relive that nightmare, uh, but – uh, you know, in the long run, it helped the university. And, and you know, I think it, it more, more importantly, it'll help those kids. Well, Coach, it, it's great to see you and uh, great to get back on the podcast. And we know that, that football is right around the corner. And we've got some, some guests coming up specifically. Let's, let's, are we going to give them a look into the yeah. next podcast? Yeah. we, we Let, Can I just lead it off with go ahead. let's go nuts? Yes. Yes, go ahead. We, we talked to Coach Mack, and uh, he's going to bring down some buddies, and uh, we're going to get you down to a Lansing Lugnuts game next week. And I can't wait. I, I, I can't wait to, uh, to get back down there. I've been to the ballpark before when I coached down there. Uh, it, it, there's just something – that doesn't replace sitting and watching a watching a baseball game mm -hmm. in in the summer and and uh, we're so excited for uh, a Chippewa alum Tyler Parsons Tyler GM. yeah yep. the general manager of the Nuts and uh, for him uh, opening uh, up the doors of of his stadium and uh, we'll be able to take some people down there and, and uh, go watch a game and then do our podcast that's right live 
from right well i guess it won't be live technically because we push it out later is that yeah. how this works yeah but it will be from the stadium <coughs> so you'll get to check out a great view up top yeah. i think we're gonna we're gonna throw you in a suite and uh we'll we'll take care of you up there. well yeah i won't know what to do i mean <laughs> i throwing me in a suite i mean geez louise i belong here you know in the cheap seats in the you know in the left field bleachers it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a really cool experience, and again, as Coach mentioned, Tyler Parsons, GM, will join us, and uh, we're gonna have some some chips coming on as well. We get a new basketball coach here that I think we're getting set to have on the podcast. Yeah, I'm quickly. excited. Now, I mean, we we had hoped to obviously schedule Tony uh, uh, sooner than later. Pretty busy and, guy, right? Well, now. I think you know that's actually. <laughs> You know, it's it's great to see he's not taking the time uh, yes. <laughs> to be able to do this because I know how busy he is. He's been able to put a fantastic staff together. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, uh, they're 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 filling up their roster, and um, I mean, every time I visit with him, he is going 100 miles an hour, and uh, you know, I'm starting to feel kind of guilty. I guess <laughs> you know, I mean, geez, this guy. I mean, he's he is rolling, but. Uh, uh, excited to get him on as well, and, and uh, I know it's a bright, bright future for, for Chippewa basketball. Yeah, I can't wait. Well, it's all coming up here uh, in the next few weeks. We'll, we'll get the guests on. We'll talk yeah. with Coach Mack. And, again, 87 days, Coach. We are getting closer, and I know you can't wait, and the guys can't wait to get back out there on the field. No, and as we kind of keep doing this, you know, I mean, uh, being able to get the different people from the athletic department, uh, hopefully maybe we can get Jordan on and ask maybe what the secret of the uh, dugout is uh, yeah. on that ball squad. Because uh, maybe we need we need a touchdown uh, baseball batting helmet celebration. Yeah, you know, in the fall. I'm starting to think, or, or maybe maybe we can tee up a wiffle ball and take it deep. I you know I don't know. It's it's uh, pretty exciting. But again, congrats to another great year. Uh, you know, from one of our sports, and, and uh, you know, again, the national recognition uh, that they have brought to Central Michigan University uh, crisis. Absolutely. Well, Coach, great to great to see you. Have an awesome week, and we'll do this again next week. Let's go nuts. There it is. Go nuts.